Don't Call Me Girl Boss is a podcast dedicated to sharing the journey, struggles, and successes women small business owners go through. I host Jessica Buck, a small business owner myself, interviews women who haven't made a million dollars yet. I interview women at any stage of owning a business and focus on the struggles so listeners can really relate to the guest. I hope in listening to this podcast, you find your go-to source to get the real scoop of what it is like to be a woman small business owner. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. It is the last episode of the year. Um, this is their 20th episode. And I'm just thankful that I started this podcast this year and that people are tuning in to listen to it, to listen to women entrepreneurial journeys and just get some business tips that are hopefully relevant to you today. 2020 has been a very interesting year and I personally am super excited to have a new year and hopefully not a repeat of 2020. I have some goals that I have set already for 2021 and I'm just excited to start working towards those. And what I find helps me is when I have goals, say I want to start a diet next month or I want to have these New Year's resolutions, I start it kind of like the week before and just kind of like start working towards it even sooner. So when I do hit that time that I had set for myself, it's not so hard to get going. It is more, well, I've already been doing that, so I'm just going to keep going. So I wanted to organize my house and clean up my Christmas decorations today. And I did that. And and just getting organized for the year is going to help me start my 2021. 20, it's not something that I would start January 1st. It's something that I wanted to be done beforehand. And that even goes for, I have my Peloton and I have personal fitness goals. I'm trying to work out, you know, five to six times a week. And when I got that before I was like, okay, once I get my Peloton, it takes like a month to come in, I'll start working out. But instead of doing that, I started just using the Peloton app and doing the workouts on there just to kickstart it. Just like, why wait? Like just start your goals now, start what you want to do now. And then when January 1st comes around, you're already kind of in the flow of things. I find that helps me. And this episode that I have coming up for you is a little different than I normally do. It didn't mean to be like this at all, but it just kind of happened. I have Shelby Sorrell and Bree Jenkins on and I spray tan Shelby. And so, and Bree and Shelby live together. So I met Bree when I would go over to spray tan them. And Bree has a podcast. It's called The Tea with Bree. And we just started talking, all of us, and I was like, hey, like, why don't we just do a podcast all together? Like, that would be so fun. I haven't done three people on a podcast before, and let's just make it, like, light and fun. And in that end up, I sent them a bunch of questions to answer that I was going to kind of go over throughout the episode, but it kind of just turned into girl talk, um, stuff about 2020, the Black Lives Movement, just important topics that I'm glad that we went over in this episode and I just think it's a great episode to end the year and just kind of not be so serious there are definitely serious points in this but um it's a lot of just girl talk and I really enjoy Brie and Shelby they're great people and I'm excited for you to get to know them a little bit better as well so without further ado here is Brie and Shelby 
and you guys have recently started living together I think it's only been like a few months right yeah I moved in in October how is that going and how did that even come about um so I met Shelby more two years years ago ago. almost two years ago um and we met because the guy that Shelby was dating at the time I was friends with him and he said that Shelby and I should grab coffee and we did and we ended up having coffee for like five hours (laughs) and so we ended up just um getting along really well and that was kind of how we became friends and we've been friends through through all of that stuff and she this year with the pandemic my lease was up in october and at one point this summer i was thinking about moving to philly and then that fell through and then with all of us being home her roommate was living with her boyfriend and she asked if I would, would move in. We kept, we actually kept having the conversation. And I was under the impression that I wouldn't live with someone again unless they were my partner or I was their parent. Um, mm-hmm. But here we are. So, yeah. Well, I feel like you guys make a good fit. It's very – it just feels natural. Like, you guys should have been living together the whole time. Honestly, <laughs> I agree. And I, think- Toby, I never even saw your roommate before. <laughs> Is that weird? Well, so she like she came and went real quick because it was like you met Corinne, you spray tanned Corinne, yeah, um, and her and I have been best friends for fourteen years. So when she went and moved in with her sister, um, Grace moved in, and it just ended up like the pandemic up. Like she, yeah. just, um, her boyfriend works at a bar, and so she just kind of went there to quarantine with him just to make me feel more comfortable. And Mm. so when it came down to it, she just kind of realized she was paying rent for somewhere she wasn't really staying and that she kind of wanted to live with him. So it worked out that Brie could kind of replace her um, and she could just go do her thing. So it was only like three months and it was all during quarantine. So I didn't get to see you during that time. So yeah, you never even met her. (laughs) I know. It's weird because I remember meeting Brie and you guys were watching I think it was like that show and it was oh like deaf teenagers or something you were watching oh my god when I did not talk the whole time because yes you were so into it like, hi and, I was, and you were like okay bye and I didn't hear you like okay bye and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry bye oh my gosh yeah, you said bye to her and Brie like ignored <laughs> you and I go Brie she said bye to you and Brie's I like did. oh oh my gosh bye and like yelled because she we were so invested in that stupid show you guys were really invested. Yeah, Brie didn't even look up. I was like, wow, this I need to watch this show is what I got from that. <laughs> it was really good. I, I It's still, it was interesting to, to watch that because it was like the first reality TV show that had deaf people in it. And yeah, that's was, very interesting. And like between like the subtitles and the drama and I was just, I was in it. Like I can, I can zone out on reality TV show once I get into it, like I'm the person that's like, it's mindless TV for me and I can just completely turn off my brain and just be enthralled. <laughs> well, that's good. I you feel like everyone needs that outlet. So if you can find that with reality TV, go for it. Yeah, it, totally. it's like every like reality TV documentary series. Like I just binge watched Murder on Middle Beach this weekend. And what is that? It's this 2017 murder that took place in Madison, Connecticut. And I never heard of it, and I grew, and I'm from there, and oh, I never heard love of it. all that creepy crime stuff. I know, and I was, it was a great documentary. <laughs> you know, I got obsessed with Crime Junkie, and I was oh, listening God. to it nonstop when I was driving to do mobile spray tans, and I had to stop because I was was getting too scared. Oh yeah, <laughs> when I first, I first found out about the podcast, my favorite murder, maybe like two years ago. It's been on since 2016. 
but I had like two years worth of it that I went back and binge listened to. But I would listen to it all day like to the point where I would get home and just like lock my door but have headphones in. And one night my roommate came in and I didn't hear her come in and I screamed like, like someone was trying to kill me. Like I have never, I was so petrified because I just didn't hear her come in. So yeah, yeah. it is something I love to watch and listen to, but I have to do it in the right environment. Like yeah. if I'm doing mobile spray tans, I can't be listening to Crime Junkie all the way up there. No, no, right, <laughs> not in your car at night, absolutely not. Especially if you're about to walk into a stranger's home. I know. Oh God. Ugh. Um. So Brie, I wanted to ask you a question. This is probably really stupid, but you've asked me about pronouns before, and then on your Instagram, you have she and her. Yeah. What does that mean? I is that like a stupid question that I don't no. even know that. It's not a stupid question, no. So <clears throat> over the last probably two or three years, a lot of folks have been using pronouns more often because folks who are trans and non-binary will constantly get misgendered. And so a lot of the ways that um, inclusive spaces help to make the space more inclusive for non-binary, trans, um, LGBTQA plus folks is to include pronoun usage and just get people, for lack of a better term, get used to using them and then not being this whole big thing and, and people don't have to explain it. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, conversation around there only being two genders, male and female. Um, but as we know now, <clears throat> there are like so many different ways to identify your gender. Um, and so I, as an ally to that community, um, I include my pronoun as a way to kind of set the tone of my Instagram and who I am being a safe space or a brave space or a space where people who are gender diverse or people who are cis um, can come and have conversation around gender and other topics. Okay. that Thank you for clearing that up. Mm -hmm. I felt really stupid even asking it, but then I was thinking, no, if I have this question, I'm sure a bunch of people have this question. Yeah, absolutely. No questions or stupid questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was kind of stupid. I feel like it's 2020 and no. I should know that. But... No, no, totally. It's honestly also been like, it's like really taken off in the last year that people are kind of normalized that normalizing mm -hmm. that. So I think that's a that's a good question. Yeah, my friend Casey is a gay a gay man like uh, identifies as male and was assigned male at birth. And he messaged me the other day um, because we oh no because Elliot Page um, just came out as trans and was saying that um, that their pronouns are he and they. And my friend was asking why is it that someone would use both he and they then pronouns. So it's not a stupid question. It's, it's a, I think a question that a lot of people who maybe aren't in this community wouldn't know. So no, like Shelby. Yeah, I've that. seen it before. Like I know it's a thing, but like I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. basically. Totally. Um, okay. And then Brie, you have a podcast. I'm just kind of like introduce mm -hmm. you guys as well in case people aren't following you. Brie, you have a podcast. You are an influencer and an activist. And Shelby, you're an influencer. And then you do social media, right? Like you do it for other companies as well. I think you've mentioned to me that a little bit that you do that, right? Um, I did. I'm no longer doing that because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you want to anymore? Um, honestly, I get stressed enough posting on my own social media account 
that having a whole other social media account to like engage on and make sure I have, you know, funny and engaging copy and, and hashtags and having to check up on that and messages and things like that, like frequently throughout the day, just kind of got really taxing while I was already doing that on my own. Um, mm-hmm. And income wise, like, of course it was a, a nice little supplemental income, but it wasn't, um, a high enough income for me to justify the amount of stress it was causing me, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I've done some freelance before. And it was always so weird to like come up with a price point. Because it's like, it's usually friends of friends. Right. And so it's always like, you know, what are you going to charge someone? I feel like 400 is like usually what I would go about. But I have like, I feel like that's a lot. But it's not when you sit down and do it all. It's like, why am I doing this for this amount of money when it's so much more work? Right. Well, and I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of people lowball freelancers and they just kind of don't want to pay what they're actually worth. And it's just like really agitating. And so unless it's work that brings you a lot of joy or is financially offering you what you need, it just like doesn't make much sense to do it if it's going to drain you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially when you have so many other things going on and it's not your main source of income totally yeah exactly unless it's during a pandemic and you're like what else are we doing exactly <laughs> I did it because I was like well I don't have anything else to do like whatever I know yeah and then Brie you have your podcast how is that going yeah uh the tea with Brie started last Halloween was my first recording so it's been over a year which is wild to think about um I have over 60 pieces of some sort of content sound out, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's going well. I, I have had the chance to speak to friends, friends of friends, people who I've never met in person, um, people who just listened to the show and wanted to sign up. I recently had a girl who she listens and wanted her boss to come on, and her boss and I were able to record like a month ago. So I don't know, it's, it's brought this new level of joy into my life as a person who I like grew up watching Oprah and just who loves talking and meeting, talking to and meeting new people Um, and the ability to, to record conversations that I think a lot of people benefit from, or like, like you and your question may not, you know, have access to someone who is in this community and that way they can have their sort of questions answered that way. But I loved it. Um, Like I said, I've had over 60 episodes and it's been interesting to talk to all these different people about all these different topics and, it's still bringing me joy. I tell people the minute it starts to feel like a job that I hate, I'm no longer going to do it. So I'm really excited that it's still growing and being this beautiful thing and that people actually listen to it. Because when I first started, I was like, well, if no one listens, I'll enjoy <laughs> sitting and talking to a yeah. friend every week. But yeah, it's been really nice to to hear how people have enjoyed it and benefited and, and maybe even learned something from it. Well, it's like... Um coming out with something and not doing it because, Ooh, I want to make money. Right. Like how you said, when you come out of it, because you're doing it because you enjoy it, you like meeting new people. Yeah. And it's like, Shelby, like your influencer space, like you can't be like, I'm going to be an influencer because I want to make money. Cause Shelby, you've been in it a very long time. You wouldn't have been able to keep doing it if that was the case. It, it's like, you have to enjoy it as well. Right. And there are definitely days where I don't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and so I'll just like not post. Like I just, sometimes I'll just go like a week without posting and I'm just like, like I'll post like silly things on stories, but I'm like, I just don't want to do anything on my feed right now. And I don't want to have to 
write out a caption and so I'm just not going to and Bree's like yeah just don't do it I'm like great (laughs) do you ever feel scared to not do that like you'll lose followers or relevancy do you feel like you always need to be on the polls or are you comfortable enough in your space that you know that's okay you know I think if it was any time or like any amount of time longer than a week I would freak out a little bit um because I would I would just be nervous that I would like become obsolete or like people would like forget that I existed or something. Um, and obviously like with the algorithm, it already is so awful, but it's even more awful when you aren't consistent. So like if you aren't posting daily, then it already doesn't like you. But if you're posting frequently, then the algorithm favors you and shows your content to more people. So it's kind of difficult because it's like, I want to post consistently, but then also like I'll post a bunch of like sponsored content and just be so annoyed with Instagram and overwhelmed and feel like I'm like pushing consumerism too much. So then I'll just take a break and then I'll post and my post after five days of not posting will totally tank. And I'll be like, well, (laughs) that's what I get. But, (laughs) but I would rather not post than post something half-assed and like not even care about what I'm posting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was interesting for me that one time you posted about the pumpkin patch photos you posted in like, in like 10 minutes, it was like so many likes, like you had like, like a ridiculous number. Like what if you're, you were like, it was just interesting to see how floored you were with like, cause you hadn't posted in a while. Mm -hmm. And so like for all these people to see it and comment and love it so quickly, you're like, okay. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it that day. And it was just such an interesting thing to see. Oh my gosh. And it's so funny with the algorithm because there really is no rhyme or reason half the time, but if people, okay. So like based on who looks at your content and this is just like social media strategy 101, if in the first 10 minutes of a photo being up, like it does exceptionally well, Instagram automatically shows it to X amount more people. So that day I got really lucky and in like literally five minutes, I had like 170 likes or like something. And that's just not normal for me. Like that's just a lot. Um, And a lot of people are like, why you have 44,000 followers. And I'm like, that doesn't mean they all see it. So I was like freaking Mm -hmm. out that day. And it was just like, I guess um, it was a really pretty backdrop. So I guess people Mm -hmm. had been like really into the photo and then therefore Instagram pushed it out to more people. It's just so, it's all just so fascinating and frustrating at the same time. Do you guys communicate a lot about like, hey, should I post this? Do you like that? Like a lot of just ideas and are bouncing off of each other since you guys live so close <laughs> next door in the same room. <laughs> in the same room. Um, in the same room. It's been interesting, I think, because my, like my Instagram kind of like sort of only blew up this year. Like I did a bunch of, stuff this summer between like activism work and some speaking engagement. So like, that's how my stuff started posting more, but I'm even sometimes like, I think I'm sometimes the opposite. Like I try to post at least once a week, but Shelby will tell you this too. Like I'm still very much posting my like normal stuff. Like I'm, it's still in my voice. It's still actually really real and authentic stuff. And so like, it's always interesting for me to like, like Shelby takes most of my photos because we live together and we'll be out somewhere like here take a picture um so like it's that's been really interesting with living together but I don't know I think sometimes for me I think we had this conversation yesterday like I (laughs) I think I sometimes make my life a little bit more difficult with social media because I just like like yesterday when I was posting um the question and answers like why are you typing it out 
And for me, I just liked the aesthetic look of it. So I think it's always interesting for me living with Shelby because like she has like a way she likes to do things and I kind of make mine like more difficult because I'm still trying to figure out what I want it to look like. And yesterday I just like wanted to write it out and see what it looked like. You're, like, you're making your life so much difficult. Like, okay, this is just like how I want to do it today. Like there was no rhyme or reason to it. I literally go, okay, well, that's just really weird. She goes, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh you guys are becoming like sisters you sound like me and my sister the amount of people that have said that to us in the last couple of days um it's actually really funny because i find myself the the person who's been getting paid on instagram for four years and does this full time asking brie at least once a week mm. for advice on something instagram related um because obviously like this year has just been such a funky year on social media. And so more often than not, I will ask Brie if I'm posting something that, that could be misconstrued incorrectly, I will, I'll ask her, I'll be like, first of all, are you in the headspace for me to ask you something work-related slash a favor? And she always says yes. And then I say, perfect. I want to post about Black Lives Matter or I want to post about supporting um, black business from last week. Yeah. Or, you know, I want to, yeah, that supporting black businesses post. I kind of had like a wording crisis where I was like, this just doesn't sound right to me. And she was like, oh, it does not. But, but you know, and she <laughs> helps. And, but she never does it in a judgy way. It's always just, no, oh, yeah. you I can just see it. She's like, no, no, no. You yeah, need to stop this. Let me do it. <laughs> Let's like reframe that. That does sound like kind of odd. Or just little things that I want to post about, but that I want to make sure my audience sees. Because obviously, like, I have a fairly, like, I, I mean, I would assume a predominantly white audience. I don't know if there's a way to, like, know that. But I would just assume based on, like, my, the type of content that I put out there, the demographics that are high up on my um, my cities, that, like, my content is mostly being consumed by white folks. And so I just kind of always want to make sure that I word things appropriately. And so I'll go to Brie um, pretty often to talk about that. And luckily, she's, like, very gracious about helping me make sure that I word something appropriately. And one time she made a comment like, Hey, like in a way, what you post is a slight ref like reflection of me. So like, I kind of, I would rather you ask me than like post it and have it be totally wrong. And then I have to be like, yes. what the heck? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it is really scary. I'm, you know, I own my brand and when the whole black lives matter thing was going on, it was terrifying for me too, because I'm like, I don't know the correct thing to say. It was like me asking you about the pronouns earlier. It's like, I love everyone. It's nothing to do with that. But like, how do I make sure that I'm typing something where it reflects that? And that is terrifying because every businesses were getting canceled left and right during Black Lives Matter, like that when it was at the yeah, height Yeah, there of was it. one woman here in Austin that I like, I had just gotten furloughed and I kept making the joke like, as an activist, me losing my job was like the worst thing to happen to like trolls and not nice people because I had nothing to do but to comment. And this one lady who owns this clothing line here in Austin, she's a white woman. She had posted two women of color wearing her clothing. She had turned the comments off and she had wrote a thing about like, you know, black lives matter, but also there's a, there's like a right and wrong way to protest. And before you yell at me, go talk to the people who are um, in positions of power and blah, blah, blah. And I was, and so I reposted it and I was like, this is the problem and like made like this whole big thing about it and put it in my stories. And she saw it and messaged me. And she was like, she's like, I did not understand 
why me saying that there's a right and wrong way to protest was so impactful. I am so sorry. I'm going to educate myself and take this down and, and like think about it. But it was that whole thing of like, just it's always in, intention versus impact. And we talk about this all the time of like, you might think that you posting is like you being an ally and supporting, but on the other side, it's like, are you centering yourself? Are you trying to actually be an ally and uplift the voices of either the people black people other people who are doing this work to make um to to help save black lives or is it you know performative allyship or clout chasing that there's just so much and people can spot the fakeness a mile away and so like for me that day I just like happened to have the time to be like listen this is not okay um but I think a lot of people like you're saying it, it it was a lot of people finally having to sit and really realize that and I've been talking to friends of like I get that it is overwhelming. I'm like, but if you feel awkward for five minutes, imagine how uncomfortable it is being a person of color in this country, constantly having to dictate yourself, um, carry yourself a certain way, make sure you're palatable, make sure you look right, make sure you're in, you know, saying things correct. Like there's just, so I think this year really gave everybody the chance to really do some self-evaluation. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, like you said, our brands posting it just so that they are not canceled. I mean, that was like, I feel like a lot of people just were posting it to post it. Because if you didn't, people were calling out businesses that mm-hmm. didn't. That exactly. Day. Yeah. And it was interesting because like Shelby had interviewed me for her blog and we, I had wrote a whole piece for her and like she had picked this one photo and then we had a conversation about it and she wrote another photo afterwards. But it was interesting to see you know, these white female influencers in Austin. And, you know, my friends and I having conversations of we really did take note of who didn't post anything or who only posted to stories. And, you know, people are like, you know, this is my brand. And I and I can understand that. But do you want your brand to be affiliated with Black Lives Matter or for pushing the stouts of white supremacy? And you by, by you not posting anything, are you posting something, for lack of a better term, temporarily kind of, you know, if you're not denouncing it, then you're kind of supporting it. And I think that was a lot of things that people mm-hmm. noticed this year, too. Well, or even yeah. people posting something with the caption, love wins. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, then you're like, yes, but right. elaborate. Right. Because that applies to the LGBTQIA plus community. That yep. applies to, like, Black lives. But also, could you also be talking about, yeah, you know, quote, quote, blue lives, which don't exist, but yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like little things like that that you're just kind of like, you could have you could have thought out something. You could have thought anything. out anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just so interesting. I'll never forget that day. It was such a big moment for every business and every brand and every influencer, like you said, who didn't post or did post or you know the ones that didn't want to ruin their aesthetic. Like that was. Oh, you're thing. talking about the black square. The clip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Black Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely odd too, because it was like people were posting it with such good intentions, but also not realizing that it was like drowning out the hashtag of actual mm-hmm. like educational information. I had someone comment on mine being like, you need to change yeah. the hashtag. And I did. And I was like, I didn't know. I thought that's, yeah, totally. you know, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to be a part of, you know, what I right. believe in. I mean, you know, we're all learning and doing the best we can and social media is weird. And it's just, you know, sometimes Sometimes you just, you post the wrong thing and then you just have to edit it and apologize and move on. That's really all you can do, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, I changed it immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to post something. Right. <laughs> um, so that was like a huge tangent, but I feel like that was an important <laughs> conversation to have. I haven't really gotten to like anything like the, of that conversation on my podcast yet. It's very much like just an entrepreneur journey. So I'm kind of glad, you know, in 2020 that we're able to have that conversation and have it just flow naturally that that's where it's right. going. Yeah. And I always think, I even think about that too, of like the small businesses and the folks who are afraid of losing business because Black Lives Matter for some odd reason is a political statement when it shouldn't be, but I will table that for now. Um, but just how many people have been so afraid to say that because of their ramifications. And and I, I can understand like this is your business and this is your livelihood, but at the other end of that, I'm just like, I don't mean to sound flippant about it, but for me as a black person, I'm like, you can go and maybe like get another job or get another business, but we can't get back that black life that you might've been able to save if you said something. So it, I get, I mean, I know it's totally like a, how do you maneuver this? But at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I would tell people like, you, if you saying black lives matter gets you canceled by the people who I who I would assume you don't want in your circle anyway. It's like at the end of the day, it's like that's the right call that was made. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I had no there was like no thought of not to post it at right. all. On my brand page, it was more of the, you know, like Shelby has said, Am I wording yeah. this right? Because I don't know. Like there was people that would do like hashtag love wins or hashtag all lives matter. And I know that was yep. offensive. It was like, they were willing to say anything, but black lives matter. I was like, you could just say this and, <laughs> and go and, and just, and, and it, and it could have been as simple as that. Like even just like a hashtag BLM, like it was, it could have been as simple as that. But I think again, the, the fear that people had that it would infect and um sorry, impact their dollar. So, yeah. Yeah. What struggles do you guys have, like both being like entrepreneurs and living together? How is that dynamic? What are you cackling at? I'm laughing because I started a new job today and it's a nine to five again. And Shelby wanted to make a plan for Thursday. And I was like, oh, I, oh no, for tomorrow. I'm like, I have a meeting, like <sighs> ruining my life. <laughs> yeah. I just find it funny because every time like, I have a meeting during a time she wants to do something, it's just like, for me, it's just funny at this point, like just how frustrated she gets. Well, I have I have this really pretty event at this gorgeous wedding venue tomorrow, and they were like, "Yeah, you can bring however many people you want. Just let us know." So I was like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow at four? And she's like, "Oh, I have an onboarding." La 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 la. And I was like, "Wow, okay. Literally, already hate that you're back to a nine to five <laughs> on day one because you're wrecking my life." Yeah, my my making money is affecting Shelby's life. Well, it is hard. I feel you, Shelby. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Well, it is hard because with daylight savings time, if you yeah. cannot shoot content or it's go do anything from nine to like five oh five, then like it's dark. Like yeah. you can't get content. So I don't yeah. I don't know what you're gonna do, girl. You're not gonna be getting content for a good long while. It's gonna be all it's dark my, and moody. But the funny thing is that's my only four o'clock this week. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, as for like both being entrepreneurs and living together, it's honestly been really nice um, during a pandemic, especially because we do both like it, like our jobs requires both to be home a lot of the time to do some of it. And so 
it's been nice because like our house is big enough that like she can be in the living room. I mean, you've been here. It's not that big, but like mm-hmm. she can be in the living room and I can be in my room or she can be in her room. And so, Or your guys' super cute office that like you were hiding from me for, I don't even know how long I've been for you a year. And I saw it. I was like, what is this? I think he just comes in and goes to the kitchen. Yeah. You always just post up in the the gross kitchen and the one ugly room in the house. And so you, you hadn't gotten to see all the cute rooms. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been good. Like it's been nice, especially during a pandemic, just like to be able to take each other's photos, to be able to like work from home together Mm -hmm. and, like if I needed troubleshoot something, she's here, vice versa. If I needed help writing social copies, she was always here to help. Like mm-hmm. it's just been it's just really been, good. It's been nice to like having someone to just vent to like in the moment when something at work would happen. And I could just be like, oh my God, like this thing is stupid, but annoying. And I need to like be angry about it for five minutes and then to like talk, yell at mm-hmm. someone or yell through it with someone and be like, okay, thank you. Like that's been super handy and then we also live in a very cute walkable neighborhood so to be able to like sit on the front porch and see our neighbors or take a walk on the block like to break up the day has been really nice too so yeah just yeah. like another level of like having a co-worker <laughs> well I also I just feel like it's like living with family like we talked about this yesterday we were yeah. like because some of our friends were like y'all bicker like you're like an old married couple and I'm like well like we're basically sisters like we're basically point, sister. yeah. yeah it's just like living with a family member. So like if she wants to go in her room and hide, she can go in her room. And I never want to go in my room and hide. I always <laughs> wonder why her door's shut, but we're just different in like that capacity, but it's been good. And we've grown a lot as friends and in communication. And I think that's been really good too. And she supports my endeavors and I support hers. And that's just, what's really important too. I think in friendships is yeah. just like women supporting women. And I like, I want her account to grow too. And I want her to have good content to post and so like whatever I can do to help in that and whatever events I can bring her to, like I want to, because I want, I want her to be, to be seen and known in the social media sphere and in the Austin influencer scene, because it needs a little bit more diversity and it just needs someone like Brie with a good kind heart anyway, you know? Yeah, I agree. I totally got that right after yeah. Brie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very yeah. easy to talk to you. As I'm spray tanning, she'll be <laughs> tanning me in the nude. <laughs> She's like, don't look at me. Yeah, I kept yelling not to look. You kept looking on accident. I literally was staring at the TV. We just talked about this. I was watching. No, it's like one of those accidental things where you're like, don't look. And then you, like they like do. Did we not? <laughs> I was literally zoned out watching Defu. So I'm going to I'm gonna push back. Whatever. I'm trying to get in a fake fight on this podcast. <laughs> well, even, even you saying like women supporting women, I feel like. There has never been, like, this jealousy thing between us. Like, knowing that, like, when you do talk to me about, like, my social stuff, I know you're trying to help, but I think I'm still in this place of, like, I care, but I don't think I care as much as, like, other people with my level of following care. Like, I'm still very much in, like, this growing thing, and so I always know that you're trying to help. But then, like, this thing of, like, women supporting women of like, I know that you were legitimately trying to help me and not trying to like get anything out of it. And you and I talk about this so much of like, our people are friends because of who we are is it because of what we could do for them. And so I always think about that conversation of like, you and I, you know, a hundred percent, a lot of it is that and a lot of it's fake women supporting yeah, women. I've right. So like so Shelby much. and I can go to an event and like we'll have a conversation with some people and then we'll leave and I'll be like, was that like weird? And you're like, no, it was weird. Like we'll go and talk about it because I think we are just actually like very open, vibrant, accepting, helpful, good people that wants everyone to succeed. And then it's 
But then on the other side, when you feel that like someone has used you or like has said something and it's just like very much like, I would have helped you to the end of the earth, but now I'm like, I'm very much like Northeast of like, once you burn me, that's it. Like I can't <laughs> ever trust you again. And so it's also been that interesting thing too of like going to events and seeing people who are legitimately kind people, but then also being able to spot the people who are, I think for me, it's been the thing of like, as sometimes the only black person in a space, I'm always like, I know that Shelby and I go to places because we are friends, but then also like there was a picture getting taken one time somewhere we were. And as the only person like, yeah, I know you. And I know that you wouldn't use me. No, like, you Clark. wouldn't get in it. And I was like, cause as me, like as a black person in that space, like it's always like, are you, do you want me in this picture or do you want to look diverse? And those are two very different things for me. Totally. And so to go to this event where it was mostly white women with long straight hair and me being like this black woman with like a curly fro and I was like so for me it was that too of like I will go and support you and do things that you need but also like I don't have to constantly make myself available for other people and that's kind of what my hesitation was that day kind of makes me angry and sad that that's like what you have to think of like I've never thought about that before and just like that's what you think about when you walk into a space like something like that would never even cross my mind you know and that just like kind of breaks my heart even listening yeah and I think that's something like that that I've grown a lot in the closer and closer Brie and I have gotten and like things that I don't even think of like one time we were in round top and she kind of made a comment of like oh yeah like I don't I don't want to go in there and if I did like you would have to go like the only reason I would feel okay going in there is if you were with me because like when you're in a small town and you know like people which is just something that you and I would never think of Jess like we would never think about that it makes me want to cry to be honest like I'm like I know right now it's like makes me something that I've definitely started like really speaking up more about because it's like like now I'm kind of getting it and like there will be days where I'll go into Bree's room and be like this doesn't sit well with me. And it's like, you know, like a microaggression, which like Brie always says, an aggression is an aggression. A microaggression isn't a thing, but uh, I'm just, I'm just saying microaggression for lack of better term in terms of like what other people people acknowledge. Um, And I'll go in there and be like, this seems really weird. And Brie will be like, she's getting it. Like, like glad that I'm starting to pick up on those things. Cause it's just, I don't know. I got pulled over the other day and the officer kept apologizing that he had to give me a ticket. And I told Brie about it and Brie was like, that's just so odd and foreign to me that an officer would would pull you over for doing something illegal and apologize to you over and over and over again. And I didn't even realize that that was like, that's just how ignorant like I can be as a white person that I like didn't even realize that him apologizing was like, like deeply rooted in and seeping with privilege. And so it's just this thing of, oh my gosh, like we we are supporting each other and and that's a good thing, especially in this day and age too, of like, I can go into Bree's room and say something like, you know, a real, a question that I think is like really ignorant and dumb and she'll love me through it and answer it in like a kind and honest way so that I can fully understand. And we support each other's growth in that way. And I like, there's never any judgment between us. And I think that's like how we're able to be so close and both be entrepreneurs and both you know, have Instagram followings and yeah. all other things. Yeah. I'm really glad that um, we crossed mm-hmm. past Brie because you're opening my eyes just in this episode to things that I would never even think about. And it like hurts me to know that that's what goes through your mind when you go to places, because what I'm thinking about is, Oh, does that girl think I'm fat? Yeah. You know, like that's totally, that's no, so I mean, and that's also like a super, very human thought too, as well. 
And then a little, I wanted to touch a little bit about what she said about like the fake women supporting mm-hmm. women movement. Do you yeah. see that a lot, both of you? As yeah, well? I think what's really interesting for me is like, again, like as a black person um, in a curvier body with shorter hair, like I can often be seen as like this very big personality. But then also like I'm not from the South and so I'm very brash and the fact that I'm from the Northeast and I'm just very like to the point I don't sugarcoat things and you you can my face kind of speaks for me first. And so it's been interesting living in Texas the last four years and people who will make comments like Bree is like really brash or really abrasive or very you know what this bad method and like no she's just a black woman who's speaking her mind and that your discomfort is something you need to unpack but I think for me too, of like just being a woman in this space and like, I think with me and my life experience of like, I stopped, my dad and I didn't talk for like six years from the time I was 18 to the time I was like 24 and my mom passed when I was 15. So I'm very independent and I don't look for validation from a lot of people. So I am not an ass kisser. And I think that throws a lot of people off because I am so kind and so patient, but I get to a point where I'm just like, in, in like business worlds, I'm like, is this going to happen or not? Because I'm starting to feel like I'm wasting my time. And I have said that to people and they're like, oh. Uh, like. I feel like that's how you're able to spot that fakeness <laughs> yeah. so easily because like you're, you're just not. And yeah. so when other people are like, are, you know, the fake, like, I support you. And like, mm-hmm. I want success for you. Like you're very like, like do what, you? What, but it's like, what have you done? If, and if you're only doing it to put your name on the fact that like, you invited me in here that I don't, I don't want it. Like I tell people like, don't use me for clout at all. Yeah. And so like there have been businesses in Austin that have been really great about supporting me and like other women who are black women who are activists and what have you. But like when I know that there's a black owned business that isn't, that isn't getting the same level of like support that other businesses are, I have messaged accounts. and like, have you heard of blah, blah, blah. It's black owned and like, and done that work for them just to be like, y'all, may have to look a little bit farther to find things. And I think that's how I am a really big supporter of like women supporting women of like even mentioning names when other folks post something or like uh, like mentioning people who aren't even there. Like there's a saying that like your name is getting mentioned in rooms you're not even invited in yet. And that's me. Like I'm just really big. I'm like connecting people and I want, I am like a big believer. Like I want everybody to win. And I don't need anything of it. Like, I don't need the name recognition. I don't need the like clout and the applause and the mention. I just want people to do well. And so I think that's been really interesting too. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. And I think people aren't used to, to that either. Like someone who's doing things just literally out of the kindness of their heart to have other people be successful. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's something like I've had to grow into. I remember when I first started out, it wasn't easy to see your competition doing better in the spray tan world. Like I feel like you have to get to a certain point in your life where you're confident with when you're happy to be okay enough to look at your competition and not compare yourself. Well, and I mean, like I know in the influencer sphere, like I, I feel like it's gotten a little bit less prevalent, like the, the, the fakeness, but it's still definitely like, a big thing where like influencers feel like they have to be nice to somebody else just because they have a following or Mm -hmm. just because they're going to see them or, and like Brie and I talk about this where we're like, you're allowed to not like somebody. Like you don't have to have like a beef with them. Sometimes you just don't get along. And like, it doesn't mean that like, (laughs) I'm going to walk into an influence influencer space and like be mean to them. Like I'll definitely be like, 
hi, how are you? Good. Okay. Bye. Kind of a thing. And it it doesn't mean like, I hate you. It just means I'm not going to necessarily have like that fake, like conversation about you or like with With you, especially knowing like there are some influencers who are um, just like very competitive and very much like not, they don't want to like ever find ways to help each other succeed or share contacts or collaborate. And like those people just like, aren't really my people. And I think um, the Austin influencer space is getting a bit bigger. And so I'm seeing a bit more of that than I used to. And it's definitely really odd to witness because it's just like, there's room for all of us. Like we don't have to be fake and weird yeah. and make people feel belittled or uncomfortable for we're unwelcome. Like, yeah, like we're unwelcome. Well, us Californians are moving um, to Texas. That's why. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely very prevalent in the influencer space to we, answer your question. We went to something last year and it was I think it was one of the first like events I went to with you. And like a bunch of awesome influencers like were asking to take pictures. And so like me being new and like literally having like no followers, I was like, I don't mind taking the picture, right? Like, well, I'm I'm here and this is y'all's job, blah, blah, blah. But one of the girls acted like I was her own personal photographer, was just like so rude to me. And I said to Shelby afterwards, like, I will do anything to help someone. I'm like, but her, like, I will probably never offer to take a picture of her again because of the way she talked to me that day. And I was like, I get it, like, you need the shot blah 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 all that stuff but there's a way to be direct and not be rude and they're like she was rude yeah well and I have to tell you that's just like how she is I promise you she didn't mean to be like rude she's just like all work no play and you were like that's fine I don't care yeah Yeah. like that's fine but that's not okay like Like, you were just like I'm not going to be fake and entertain this like that was not nice and and I'm very big on like like you were saying like being polite we're in the same business we can be cordial but me being cordial is not me being fake. And I want that to be very clear to people. Like, Correct. I can be here and legitimately not like you, but I will be cordial and professional. But just know, like, I don't, I don't know if I can put, like, I literally don't, like, I don't fuck with you. Like, we are here. We have mutual people who we both know. But, like, I'm not going above and beyond to kiss your ass to make you feel a certain way. Yeah. The influencer space is so interesting because it's, so, you know, you think about you have a community of influencers and you guys do events and you have to get together a lot. Businesses, you know, when you're in with your competition, we don't get together. It's not like I'm going to see you at freaking a restaurant right. downtown. So you're able yeah. to block these people. Like you're able to not follow them. Like you're <laughs> able to talk shit or, you know, be an asshole. Like you're, you know, and that's, and then you hear about it down the road because it is a small community, the spray tan one. But it's just so interesting to compare like businesses and influencers because it's the same. I don't know. It's just so interesting. Something that I really love about you though is like you have really sought after community here in Austin and like you instantly just became like super, this is going to sound so like cheesy, but like super loved by the Austin influencer community. Like you immediately became someone that we like loved and trusted. And like you have like, sought out other small business owners that are like close to you now that like I go get services done by them as well too like and they're your friend and like I just think you can be really good friends with other small business owners in Austin or elsewhere Mm -hmm. and want them to do well because it, it doesn't have to be a competition just because they do you know hair and then one does brows and one does you know massage therapy or you know whatever 
you can you can be friends with all of those people and encourage one another. And if anyone in the spray tan space wants to be buttholes, then like they can go be by themselves. And you can thrive when you're having a bunch yeah. of friends in the business world in Austin, and they can go be stupid. Yeah, I always I think about it too. Like yeah. in the activist space, that's where a lot of my work really first started was either doing like <clears throat> like racial justice work or LGBTQAA stuff, and like not to be that person, but everything in queer Austin, I either know about or someone invites me to. And so I'm constantly contacted by the person of like, do you want to do this? Do you know someone who can do this? And like, again, I'm to that point of like, in the in the activism circle, it can be very much kind of mirror of the of the influencer circle of like, sometimes you have to know people in order to get put on like a panel or do like a speaking engagement or like talk at a council meeting. And so, like, it's been interesting, too, of, like, having people who have said things about me in the past, but then, like, want me to put them on a list. And I'm like, you, I don't, like, that's not how this works. Like, we, <laughs> I want us all to do well, but it's also, like, I'm also not going to go out of my way to support someone who has been unkind and or unprofessional to me, too. So I think about that, too, like, in that, that sphere of things. Yeah, I agree with that because I had someone reach out recently who was like, hey, can you post this on your Instagram? It was a local business in Austin. Like, hey, just share this. I'm doing this promotion. But I was like, you know, you haven't posted about me, you know, like you're not asking to do anything for me. You're just wanting to take like I'm all about like, hey, let's do something collaborative. But like. I, I, I Jess, I'm 90% sure I got this exact just, same message and I kind of thought similarly and like it was super strange yes okay it was up north <laughs> yes girl yes. Um, okay I was were, were you weird about that too I was like okay yeah, what is she getting out of this because I just liked the message something. and went on my merry way because it's like I just I uh, like I will post about my spray tans and post about you and like share that you have a new moose because like I love you and also like we it's it, we I, we work together and so it's just kind of funny to like when people don't and they just like want they just want to take 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 or like they don't necessarily want to collaborate they just want you to do things for them and it's just like really odd. And it can be a bit odd in this Austin sphere where people just don't understand. And it's just like so strange. Well, it's like businesses don't understand how to work with influencers. And I see this all the time. Of course, Jess. I tell you this like like every day. (laughs) I tell you this like all the time. You need to do like a course (laughs) or something because you have nailed it. Oh, thank you. Well, it just, it's from trial and error. Like you can't, like you have, especially when you're not paying influencers, which I haven't paid anyone because I don't have the budget. So you have to be more accommodating than the person who's paying them. And you have to bring them value and be genuine. And like, I genuinely want to make friends in Austin and I genuinely love spray tanning. So it's just like an easy thing. But when you're coming at it, like that girl from North Austin, it was just kind of like, what are you contributing to this? Like, what are you contributing to me growing my business, becoming a better person or making new friends? Like if she was like, Hey, let's go grab coffee. We'd love to meet you. And then presented that I would probably have posted. Or like, even if you were like, you know, Oh, Hey, I would love that. Like, do you mind sharing that? Like I am doing this sale on my, um, on my, you know, moose. And you can post like maybe with like a link to like where people can purchase that. 
And then maybe y'all could like do that together. But I don't think that that was something that she would be yeah. like receiving well. It was very strange. Yeah. And that just is like the perfect example of how not to work with other business owners and influencers, no matter where you're at, because you need to be providing more value. And even if someone's listening to this and owns a business, when you reach out to influencers, and I would love both of your opinion on this afterwards, is you need to be bringing more value and being a good person when you're messaging them. And especially if you're not paying them, like, how do you guys respond to that? Honestly, I, I have to, okay, this is going to sound really bad. And hopefully people understand that this is just me being brutally honest. But like, what am I getting from this? Because for me, like, so, you know, I've told you just like how much I charge for a story frame. And so if someone wants to come and Mm -hmm. send me, you know, a bottle of alcohol. I'll tell them like, Hey, like there's no guaranteed coverage. Here's my rate. Um, but if a person, a real life, tangible human reaches out and says, hi, I'm new here. I just opened up. I would love to give you a free spray tan. If you ever have a moment, I am mobile so I can come to you. I don't care where you are located. You let me know what time works for you. And I will make it work. And that is what you did that made it so accessible for all of us to love you because you were just very much like, I am ready to like do what I need to do to get my name out there. And like, I will drive to Pflugerville to spray tan Alicia because I, that's just what I'm going to do. Like, and so now like you are our go-to spray tan person. And like at the beginning of this pandemic, I was like, okay, can I just pay you for one just for like, <laughs> you did and like, I really appreciate silly that because like what's me paying that. you for one gonna do but like it was just no it makes a difference it's yeah, really well, it's fun. like it you know because up. I don't you know I'll I'll post and like tag you in it and I think it's important for people to understand too that like they might think they're not getting any value from it but like if you are getting any type of free marketing or publicity on an Instagrammer's Instagram, it is very literally free marketing. Mm -hmm. You have content you can repost and credit to that person. And you can do that to, with any of our content. Like obviously I'm pale most of the time, but like I do have the occasional tan photo that you like, (laughs) you know, like my birthday photo, you know, for example, (laughs) or something where you're like, Oh, I can, I can post that. I did that. And so that gives you cute content. You form good relationships And like, as long as you offer me something that makes me feel valued, then I will work with you for free. Like, and now we're friends. And Mm -hmm. if someone else asked me to like to spray tan me, I would literally be like, no. Like, I don't do that. (laughs) What about you, Brie? You're so sweet. Um, I think with me still, you know, technically now being a micro influencer, which is still a thing that I am getting used to saying. Um. I don't think it really hit me till this summer <laughs> when someone asked me to do some content for them and they weren't willing to pay me. And Shelby literally took my phone and was like, this is how much we're charging. You need to at least pay her this. And they kept going back and forth of like, well, we don't have a budget for anyone who doesn't have X amount of followers. And like you knew someone who they had worked with. So you called the girl and got the number of like what they actually paid her. I will fight to the death. For- and so like going back and forth and like, for me, it's like, don't, especially as a black person that, especially the black influencer too, like saying you don't have a budget when I knew you paid someone is fucking trash. Like 
And, and, and I get like, I don't have yeah. 10,000 followers. Like I can totally understand that. And I understand like this would like, this was the first one I had ever done, but it was like, clearly you reached out to me for, cause you wanted something that I could offer you. And then me reaching back and saying like, Hey, I don't do free content. I'm willing to do this much for you. And then you acting like, how dare I ask you for the money was just like, well, but so the thing is, it was a brand that was not something that you could benefit from mm-hmm. trade wise. Yeah. Cause you and I have talked about how sometimes, yeah, sometimes if, if a brand reached out and offered you, like I work with that dentist office and mm-hmm. I haven't paid for dental services in two years. And it's like, that's the kind of thing we could work on right. for trade or like, if a hair salon, like, right. you know, if a black owned salon is like, Hey, we want to do, you know, every Excellent. quarter, we want to yeah. give you a hair service. You'd go, okay. okay. Yeah. If it, if they reach yeah. out and they're <laughs> kind and they explain, like explain it to you, beneficial. correct. And when a brand reaches out and it's not mutually beneficial and it's chips, like mm-hmm. it's just not going to work or it's, you know, mm-hmm. nail polish or it's, you know, just something that you don't necessarily, yeah. it just doesn't benefit you. And so I think like, when a brand does reach out, they need to be very clear about what they're providing, like what that value looks like and why they're worth your time. Mm-hmm. And then once they explain it well, you'll be like, you know what? Heck yeah. And obviously I had only ever gotten one spray tan in my whole life and I hated it. But when Jess reached out, she was so sweet. She had worked with other influencers. And so it made me immediately go, oh yeah, I'll absolutely let you try. I haven't gotten one in forever. So I'm probably going to freak out. And I totally did. Remember Jess, I texted you like times. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, it's blotchy. Like, yeah, hey, what soap do I use? Like, hey, girl, I don't know what's going on. You know, just like dumb stuff because I don't know. But yeah, just making sure that it's mutually beneficial is so important. Yeah. Because asking for free content, like Jess has never once asked me to create something for her. And like, so That's important. a key thing I need to bring up. When you are working with influencers, you just never don't. ask for a damn And you, they ever. will give it to you. Just let them give it to you. Don't ask. Yes, they will eventually give it to you because when you provide so much value, they will feel you will feel like you have to give it back. It's just a natural human, right? That's just how we are as people. But when you right. ask, and like with you, I was the away. one that was like, "Hey, do you want to do a giveaway?" And you were like, "Sure," because and that was after like my sixth spray tan. But I was like, "Let I want to do like a feed post for you, which yeah. is a big value money wise." And so it's like you know, make good relationships. Don't expect anything, let alone too much, Mm -hmm. because then you're going to go, well, I'm not seeing any return and I'm not blah, blah, blah. You haven't given them a chance to give you any return. Like you have to just like wait it out, work with them. It works. Like I now have friends who go and get spray tans with Jess because they like her because they met her through me. And that's what you do. Like as long as there is a value provided and you never, you never say, I'm going to give you a $40 spray tan. Will you give me a feed post? Because then they're going to go, they're going to go, are you joking? <laughs> they're going to be like, I would like 15 spray tans. Yeah, Thank you. So bye. Dumb. Like, it's just silly. Mm-hmm. Well, and it becomes a transaction too. And it's like, is that what we're really wanting in someone that's providing a beauty service for you? Are you wanting a transaction? No, you're wanting, you go to your hair person, you're right. loyal to them because you end up becoming friends. Like, your beauty service is more than just, you know, me dropping off a bottle of alcohol exactly. because I own exactly. the brand. You know, it's just different. Totally. I feel like there's so many questions that really we've like feedback. totally not even, that we've like totally skipped. 
I know. I was just thinking. I was like, I think we're going to have to do separate episodes with like your guys' entrepreneurship babbling because... about God knows what. So if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> no, this is such an important conversation. I mean, this podcast is for business owners and entrepreneurs. And this conversation is so important on how to work, you know, businesses, how to work with influencers and the Black Lives Matter movement. And just all of these have been such important conversations that your journeys are just as important and we could totally do that on a separate episode well, which probably gonna have I have to do, one but, uh... thing that I'm gonna speak to in that and then I'll I'll shut up about it but if you are a business owner and you are listening if you only reach out to white cis folks you are not doing it right at all cis by the way for anyone who doesn't know cis means um like, like I, I am a cis woman. I identify with the gender that I was assigned at birth. So I am a cis person. So just for folks who don't know what that means. And so if you are not reaching out to anyone who is a Body. black indigenous person of color, if you are not reaching out to anyone in the LGBTQIA plus community. Body diverse, disability yes. diverse. Body diverse, yes, dis- disability diverse, any of those things. You need to, to diversify the heck out of who you're reaching and out to and who you're working with. I will say, like, you, to, to back up Shelby again, like, if you're saying you're diverse because you have a girl with red hair versus a girl with blonde hair, please. Please. <laughs> and we're saying this with love, but <laughs> also so being stern. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting because I'm a spray tan brand and I've struggled with having diversity because I obviously have a certain demographic. So that is a challenge. So if you have any feedback on what I could do to do with that, because I feel like I'm stuck in such a a really great question. I think like, are there, if there are like some queer influencers in the area, maybe trying to reach out to them to see if they would be interested. Um, I know that there Mm -hmm. are like, I'm trying to think of people of color who could benefit, but I don't know how. I think like, um, I would say people of color who aren't black. So I don't, th- I, I have never met a black person who tans, but they might exist. Um, but I'm thinking like other people of color who are like more light skin or white passing who could benefit, who are still technically. Jess, is there such a thing as like a, like a spray tan mousse that you could do that would work? I should just give you one, Brie, and I'll just I wonder tell you how you like it. Yeah. I'm spray tanning. Um, you could just like try it and just, and just see. I would be interested like. to see if it. Listen, if summer it... summer blueberry is a fucking mood. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm not gonna go home. I would just love to be like walking my face. Like, what have you done? <laughs> and you're like, um, it's called I'm sorry, tanning. Have I've you heard not that? heard of laying outside in the in the Texas sun in the middle of December? I don't know. <laughs> Well, it could even your skin tone out. Um, it could make your I mean, color you know a little bit different. I don't know. Trial and error. I yeah, trial and error. And if, if, it, looks, no if it doesn't look appropriate, then we can just exfoliate. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do it on your stomach or something, you know, where it's like, you're, you're you know, showing it's cold. Maybe she's, maybe you she's. Maybe um, back to Connecticut and see my old house, Jess, you know? Maybe she's wearing the I'm dead. You show up to Connecticut and someone tries to like look at your stomach like in a sexual way and they see a blotch and you're like, what's up? What? Like, um, I was cycling off her friend. Goodbye. It's called Women Supporting Women. 
ever heard of it? <laughs> take that out. That is Just don't take it out. Don't take it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it out. Nothing's I'm so sorry out. if we segued too much, but hopefully it was beneficial for everyone. No, you guys didn't at all. I I had a feeling because I was like typing out the questions, and I was like, I have a feeling we could just get on this podcast. When you did send the questions, like questions. Brie goes, "Did you see her email with her questions?" I'm dead because we both were like, you know, we're just gonna like. There's no time. Oh no, Brie's the same way. Just in case. <laughs> Because it can get weird real fast or like an awkward Well, um, are you watching The Bachelor like, tomorrow? So Watch it with us. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Um, what's just like I, think seven. I should just watch it with you guys. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I Actually, I will. My friend Bonnie. Yeah, you can meet my friend Bonnie. She would be great. She's half Persian, but I wonder if she could benefit from a spray tan sitch. Oh, I spray tan like people of color all the time, just not oh, black. Like, I have like you know, like darker skin and stuff. Well, I told you it that one time that I went been... to with that black girl who went and got his tan, and I was like, it's just such a wait. What? Well, the first time Jess was here in Oxford, I was like, because you were like, you should try a spray tan. I'm like, I went to high school with a black girl who literally went tanning, and it wasn't cute. She looked fine, like she looked the same. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I get like that little bit of sun kiss too. I'm like, literally, just put on some shimmer, girl. What are you going in the booth for? Okay, well, we're gonna maybe let's just let Jess try tomorrow. Okay, well, let's just go hard in the paint tomorrow. We're gonna yeah, try I can it spray tan. Okay, Bree's gonna Bree's okay with being the the test. I'm gonna run. get naked for you, Jess. She's gonna get naked. We'll both just be naked. You know how but I'm like, it does not even phase me anymore. It's like ridiculous. People talk to me butt naked Just like afterwards and they don't conversation, even realize like full on anymore. deep it's convos really... about life while I'm in the nude. Yeah. Oh, so much. Thank you for having us. This was such a joy. This wasn't. I know it was fun. It was just like you know, just oh, if I was yeah. over at your guys' house, this is like what the conversation would have been right. like. Maybe a no. little bit more stupid on my end. We would have had wine open, but this is like pretty <laughs> standard because I'm usually like trying to hold you hostage more often than not when you're over here. You're like, oh my gosh, not even. Last time I think I was at your house for a long time. We were talking about. Oh, yeah your podcast a lot Brie because it's so nice to talk to someone else who has a podcast because I have no idea what I'm doing so I'm like oh my god you have a podcast you'll already record it oh my god I'm I'm ready I'm ready it'll be a minute but it was really good I thought we had a really nice come I hope I I sounded I'm gonna go binge listen to your show um when I'm driving I'm like I said I'm going to Connecticut next week and I rent to the car so you're on my binge while I drive listen <laughs> oh well I would love any feedback and you can be as honest as possible because you got I think one of the things that's been so I helpful for our like not only our friendship but our businesses the last year um especially when I you know light dust off the shoulder when I started winning awards hair flip um, you're talking about our me and your friendship yeah oh okay I didn't know if you met you yeah and, her, no, and I was like when, girl um, we would talk a lot and be like, when I think was like when I first started getting like actual notoriety and I would be like so self-conscious and we're like, it is so easy for people to talk shit if they're not doing the thing you're doing. Right? Yeah. Like, there's a Brene Brown quote that she says, like, if you're not in the 
ring on occasion you have no reason to talk to me about like being daring or be- I'll send you it. It's like this really beautiful thing, but it's like, it is so easy for people who aren't where you are to make comments and to be very judgy and to try to tear it apart. Well, and you're like, well, that's why my feedback would be like useless, but yours would be really good because you have a podcast. No, it, you can still be like, oh my gosh, you sound, sound great. Sucks it. Yeah, it sounds great. clear. Hopefully we sound clear too. I'm just yelling. I'm probably yelling too loud. Yeah. No, you guys, well, like a little bit about what Bree said is like, if you're not in the influencer space, like I see comments all the time, like, God, I wish you, I wish you, you or like, oh, go get a real job or this is so easy to be you. And I just want to punch those people in the face because as a business, I have to create content and it is a nightmare. And I luckily get to repost people a lot. And I can't imagine, listen, you know, listen. you guys, it's people just you. say, oh, I want to be an influencer. You have it so easy, girl. Well, that was like Charlie. So one of my really good guy friends, he just moved here. Maybe like he moved here in March and he met you maybe like three months ago. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking like, what does Shelby do? And I was like, oh, she does Instagram for a living. He's like, oh, she's an influencer. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm fascinated by that. He goes, he goes, they do so much work between having to get the photos, the right lighting, the posting, the comments. And uh-huh. I'm like, and for me to hear like a, a straight white man be like, oh my God, it's so much work. I was like, oh, they know. Like, it's not this whole big thing, but people were constantly like, oh, that must be easy. I'm like, no, Shelby's one of the hardest working people I have ever seen. I'm like, she beats herself up about the shot when I think the shot is great. Like, it, there's so much that goes into it and like living with you now and going with you to events and like seeing what the process is well, and you also like respect. having to negotiate and like get approval and yes. all things you're like this is annoying yeah I'm like yes. the 17 million emails back and forth about what the caption is and the, and the angle of the bag and the photo I'm like, oh that's interesting you're you're now dealing Me? with negotiating yes. getting paid yes. now then Bree right well, Shelby's my manager I yeah, am I'm literally manager. gonna make her email as Shelby at Brianna <laughs> no seriously like I literally because Brie was like hey I that accepted blank for this campaign and I went excuse me and she was like <laughs> I didn't know no, and she goes well it's my first like paid campaign I go uh-uh give me the phone and literally was like hi there I'm so sorry I'm rereading our emails and I realized we discussed this rate but that's actually not what I'm charging I would like blank and then they came back and like, that's too high we can't and I was like okay well then we'll go ahead and send back the product and they're like oh I mean okay yeah we can do blank and I'm like uh-huh drop the phone don't have money i will fight oh my and gosh any oh my contests that come in now i'm like um my people will get back to you and like not me being an asshole i'm like probably a- <laughs> all right shelby i got this email what do i do and i'm like you know and i'm like something that i love is like brie helps me with my wording on my <laughs> posts and like when i need something and like i help her with negotiating and getting that paper I love helping other people get paper. I just want to be an influencer rep. Just everyone hire me. No, I know. And I tried to recruit one of our friends, Cam, and she was like, I don't get what what that is. And I was like, oh. You literally got to step by step it out for her. No, I'm serious. I legit want to. And I don't even care much about like getting a commission right off the bat. I just want to do it to like help my friends get more money because I find out how much my friends charge. And like, oh, I have yeah. 20,000 mm-hmm. followers less than I charge way. And I'm like, what? Like, how are you not? Well, I've talked to Alicia about this and I've told her she needs to raise her prices because she crushes it on her. I think she did up her like, rate. So her and I more. chat about it often because I'm pretty transparent about my rates with people. And now she has like 16,000 followers more than I do because her TikTok blew up and are finally realizing how big of a gem she is because she's mm-hmm. a hoot 
for her account is just growing and growing and growing. Seriously, and so she, she messaged me about a campaign we did recently with a, um, a fast food chain that's local to Texas. And she was like, they would not pay me my rate. Did they pay you yours? And I was like, yes, you should have got, you should have got like given me your email. And mm-hmm. I would have like gone off because they need to be paying it up. Paying it up. You guys should have like an Austin influencer secret Facebook group. And when these brands start reaching out, you guys can all Yeah, where we can all send like what we're sending as our rate. Yeah. I know. That only awkward thing though would be like if there's like people in the group negotiating and like other people didn't get reached out to. But I do think like Exactly. That is the name of the game. And like, that's just part of it. Like one thing I were, I learned after working in PR for a few months, like it has nothing to do with you not being good at what you do. If you don't get reached out to, it just means you're not the exact type of thing that the brand was looking for. It doesn't mean that like your content. Yeah, or they have no idea. Or they're not on their radar, and now you very, very true. And yeah, like throughout the year, I've been sending brands like more like black influencers and queer influencers because I'm like, y'all need to be working with these people. Like, what are y'all doing? Let's let's diversify, get them on your radar, and pay them. Thank you. Bye. Well, I definitely support the Shelby agency and I feel like we should really make this wow. happen. Okay. I, I support I, I it. Will, I'm going to get on to help. I think you could crush it because I feel like you have a strong enough personality, but not like a bitchy way of I saying know. it. I hope, I it's hope kind I of just like funny. Bitchy, like, I, got also, you, I can girl. be bitchy. Not like. <laughs> but, but I can definitely be like, like, a, like nice sure. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just very like to it's the point. Business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I love this. I, love this. <laughs> I do too. Okay. Well, Bree's your first one, and we could add more. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate this conversation and even having that uncomfortable conversation earlier, Bree. I really do appreciate it. And I'm looking at things a little bit differently now. And, um, Honestly, what it was an uncomfortable conversation for me. Is it how it's supposed to be? What if we? Add I'm glad to the that we had it. Company that we will we also offer uh, DEI work for DEI influencer work. Yeah, so love. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll do about we'll own a business together. Love it. BNS Productions. BNS Production. We just want to tell you why this post is problematic. But... Dude, I love it. You know what? That has a very good aspect of your potential business, Shelby, because I would be using that service because I'm a You know, we all have room for growth. We all have room for growth. Um, all right. Well, we will get out of your hair and we we'll are going to have all of the wine tomorrow for Batch and it's going to be perfect. Team Ben. Um, team Zach. Team Oh my god, I Are you love team Ivan. Ben? No, I'm don't. team Ivan. He's a okay. small child. So, so I want Ivan. I was like, he's so cute. They're definitely brother and sister. But and then still. last week with Ben, Ben won me over, and I love Ben. You know what? One last. One last... Uh, I just think he's, he's so phony. Awesome. I don't think he's I'm legit. Not. I think he. Oh, but oh, do you follow him don't. on Instagram? Oh, no, no. Yeah, he wants Instagram an Instagram following. But I think he's the thing that made like, Brie in hey love guys, with Ivan so was when they had a conversation about Black Lives Matter. Because we were like, his, his brother hadn't been incarcerated. Uh, Jess, have you, you watched? He's so sweet. 
I oh, he really is so sweet. sweet Just if you watch other seasons so of The Bachelor. Okay, so like, okay, yeah. So I'm like a super fan weirdo, yes. but I like see, they yeah, do yeah. not talk about stuff like that. Like that was like the first time that they had like a serious That's political true. convo, and like me and Bree and Bonnie were watching it, and we were like yelling, like we were like, "Yes, ABC!" Like, and Bree was like, "Bree was like, protect Ivan at all costs." I like Zach Goodbye. So funny. I like Zach, but I don't I mean, know. Kind of. He looks like he's definitely been through it a little Doesn't bit. But you know old? what? He just needs like a really good like facial. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he's too he's old. For I feel like Ivan no, is young. What about that cute guy Bennett? I like him. Which Bennett? Bennett what do like you mean the little baby? He does not look like the guy from Shrek. No, that is the other guy. Okay, anyway. Okay, <laughs> we'll chat tomorrow, Jess, because we're ranting. Okay, we love you. <laughs> okay, we need All to right, stay in here and exit out of it. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I just get nervous with other people's recording. You can exit out of it. Bye, bye. <laughs>Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. Every week I interview a new woman small business owner and we go over the struggles of owning a business, what her story is, and so much more. Please, if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And just thank you again for listening. And if you are interested in nominating someone, please go ahead and go to the website don'tcallmegirlboss.com and there is a nomination form for you to fill out. Thank you again. Bye.